0: Welcome to News Points on the Air, a production of the North American Division of Seventh-day Adventist. I'm your host, Milan Medley. Baby boomers, Gen Xers, and even my contemporaries, elder millennials, brace yourselves. Today, we're going to talk about TikTok. Yes, the rapidly growing social media app with 300 million monthly active users, either producing and or consuming very short video clips. The fun, entertaining, shareable clips are responsible for most of the social media challenges you may have seen, heard, or even attempted this year. From singing challenges to dancing challenges and even recipe challenges. And that's where today's guest comes in. Kevin Wilson, an associate pastor of the Oceanside Seventh-day Adventist Church, became a viral sensation this summer for making authentic chai and delightfully encouraging others to attempt his recipe. 2.5 million likes later, he's been featured in local news and even on Forbes, and right here, right now, on news points on the air. Hello, Kevin. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for this opportunity. It's fun.
0: Yeah. So, okay, I want to orient the viewers and listeners to the way I was introduced to you because I am not on TikTok, but I am on Twitter every day, a couple times a day. And in July, I came across a retweet. So it wasn't even someone that I follow a retweet. And it said, my favorite thing on the internet today is this super enthusiastic guy on TikTok teaching people how to make chai, then duetting them, then duetting all the people who try it. And that alone had 700 and 3,000 views. So I was like, oh my goodness, this seems awesome. I love drinking tea. I especially love chai. I don't know how to make it the right way. So this seems like perfect content for me. And so it pointed me to, I believe it was your first TikTok related to chai. But before we dive into the chai, the word that really stood out to me in that post was enthusiastic. And how I've seen you describe with other people who've watched your contents, that he's enthusiastic and he's positive. Is that the type of energy you were hoping to put out with this content?
1: Yeah. So initially, you know, when I started this whole thing, I had no idea how to go about sharing this thing, um, my love for Chai. As a matter of fact, it didn't even start off as a Chai thing. Mm -hmm. It started off as me just experimenting with the channel. But I think a couple of videos went viral on TikTok and as I analyzed some of those as to what, what made it go viral, uh, one of the things that I realized was that people were gravitating towards any expression of meaningful care, especially mm-hmm. in a hyper-polarized culture. The duet feature on TikTok is, was typically used to either put somebody else down or to react against something that somebody else has has done. And so and that gets a lot of views. And so I decided, you know what, let me just put my own spin into the duet feature. And for those of you who are watching, um, who, have, who have no idea what the duet feature yeah, is. Yeah, I was about to ask you
0: to describe what duetting is.
1: Yeah, so basically, it's a feature of TikTok where it loves you to have your video on one side of the screen and another person's video on the other side, and you can actually live react to uh, the other video and then post it as a part of your own uh, content. Mm. And so that's what the duet feature loves you to do. And so I started to just uh, basically coach people through whatever they were doing in a, I was genuinely just excited that people were trying it out. Mm. Uh, I mean, I was really genuinely excited. And so I think over time, uh, a lot of people were like, okay, we need more of this stuff and we need more me, more encouragement and this and that. And so I think that's kind of how it grew. And um, yeah, over time, it just became a part of my content uh, creation strategy. I think, especially right now in a hyper-polarized society, facts and information and right information while they have their place in in discourse, mm-hmm. I don't think they necessarily change people's perspectives in the short short term but I think friendship coupled with facts over a long period of time can do the job. And I've actually yeah. seen that happen even in my, in my TikTok where you have people saying, you know, I, I have, I've left the church. I'm done with institutionalized religion, mm-hmm. but Hey, like I, I keep coming back to your thing cause like you're a pastor who knew uh, let's talk, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's, so it's interesting to see what, what positivity and encouragement and a meaningful expression of care can do to people.
0: Yeah, and um I liked how you break, how you broke down the duetting because I have seen duets even before I knew the word for it. But you're right; it is putting people down. And if you were to take that approach, you would have a field day because a lot of people butcher your recipe. certain <laughs> <Yep, laughs> in a certain tip, but you are just so kind. And just so encouraging. And you have me thinking, like, I could do this. I don't have half the ingredients, but I feel like I could try and I could put it out there. And Kevin would make me feel okay for even trying. Because <laughs> even
1: <the> <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I'm grateful for that.
0: Even that one woman who didn't even have tea leaves. That was one of my favorite posts of yours. You were like, oh, that's fine. That's fine. You could do it again next time. <laughs> that was great.
1: I'll have to let you know that there's there some recipes that are, that it's, it's very, very hard to find anything positive um, <laughs> in that. But so, but I try my best. I try my best. You know, you want to keep people um, engaged and, and excited about things that they want to try out.
0: Yeah, because even that woman came back and she was able to do execute the recipe in a much better way. So that was really cool to see too. But let's go to the days leading up to April 13th, which um, from what I could tell was the first time you posted chai-related content. So what made you even decide to do that with your chai? Or what even, cause it seemed like you weren't doing much on TikTok before then too. So how did you even get on
1: TikTok? Right. So. Uh, somewhere around January was the first time I got on TikTok, period. And it was because my youth were on it. And I'm, a, I'm an associate pastor. I'm a youth and young adult pastor here at Oceanside San, San Diego. And um, and so, yeah, I wanted to see the app. And at the time, I didn't want to invest in another app because I was already doing stuff on YouTube pretty consistently. And I was mm-hmm. getting some traction there. And I said, like, I, have no, I have no time to get into TikTok. And so, uh, this one time when I was on Instagram, because I have an active Instagram as well, I decided to document my chai making process. And for those of those, for my friends who know me, they know that chai has been an integral part of my life, even, mm-hmm. even before this TikTok thing happened. I grew up with it, it was a beverage of my culture. Mm-hmm. And I would make it for people who knew that I, I could make it for them. And so, that's kind of the thing that I do. So this one time I decided to take a series of uh, pictures, posted some things on my story. And I made a video with just the, the just the, like it was pretty bad pictures actually. It was not <laughs> really high quality anyway. But I just, I just did a narration over it and I put it on TikTok. Uh-huh. Nothing happened for the first to second day, but the third day it started to rack up views. And within the next, within the first two weeks of that going live, you know, it had about a hundred thousand, hundred thousand views. Mm-hmm. And so that made me think, okay, well, let me do more of this. Yeah, that's how it started. That's really how it started. And I started to just experiment, tweak things, and do more. And um, yeah, I think right now I'm at a hundred and almost one hundred and forty thousand. Yeah. So it's crazy. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, and one of the things I, I really like about your content, in addition to, you know, the chai and how you encourage people is how you incorporate um, inspirational messages in a very short amount of time because it's like 15 seconds, right? Or, or 30. Um, so how do you go about uh, creating these mini devotionals? What's your approach?
1: Right. So first of all, I don't think of, I don't think of my chai, what I do on TikTok as a ministry. Like I didn't do it thinking that like, I want to convert people. I want people to know Jesus. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I did it because I love chai and I wanted Mm -hmm. to share this knowledge with people, but I also didn't want to make it just a recipe thing because that's not me. There's more to me than just chai. And that's why I still keep my brand name, which is cross culture Christian, as opposed to the name that a lot of people want me to change it to, which is Chai Guy. Everybody wants me to wow, change it. Like there's chai so guy. many people are like, change it, change it, change it. Cause it's, it's just marketable. It's just like, I can, mm. I can uh, present myself like that, but I didn't want to because Chai is what I do, but it's not who I am. Mm. And so I wanted to, I wanted to share my content. I wanted to reflect that part of my, who I am as well within my content. And so that came, so I wanted to figure out, okay, how do I do this? And so that's where the, even the idea of the inspirational messages uh, started to come into play. So the way I do it practically is I obviously start with the chai recipe and uh, fill, I film all the stuff. And then as I, as I do the narration, I th- I start to think about ways of incorporating culture into my my uh, content. So recently, I've been leaning on to my story. So the things that things from my past, things from my father's life, my grandfather's life, mm. and that's been really doing well too. And so, um, yeah. So I I see my recipes or my videos as kind of modern day parables, if you want to put it that way. Mm. Um, and so it's been, it's been good. So basically Chai is just a medium for me to share my story. And it's just a storytelling tool.
0: Yeah. And so that kind of leads to the next question I have, or, or question statement, because um, in reviewing your content, it seems that you've helped contribute to or curate um, and promote this diverse community on TikTok. You know, these viewers, myself included, we don't get to hear a lot about Southern Asian culture, um, and even you even uh, broaden that region to even Middle Eastern cultures because the the one you did with the Moroccan tea, um, like this beautiful woman who showed this beautiful process of the mint tea. So I thought I just thought that is incredible to using your platform, not just for inspirational messages, but for broadening our understanding of this culture that isn't widely discussed in at least at least in U.S culture in in terms of like learning about different cultures. So can you talk about that a bit?
1: Yeah, again, once again, you know, I I did not intend on making that a goal with my content. I think it's just over time because of the attention. It just I, I kind of became one of the at least on TikTok, the TikTok community, became one of the one of the spokespeople or whatever that, <laughs> for for my for for our cultures, for the desi culture, so Southeast Asian cultures. So that's Sri Lanka, Pakistan, India, Bangladesh, that part of the world, Nepal okay. and a little, part of the mid, little parts of the Middle East as well. The TikTok has, the journey has really opened up a lot of doors. I mean, I've had many conversations with people who are from the Southeast Asian community who are Christian and uh, they come to me and they're like, well, I, I thought I, I it's so hard to find Christians or also Southeast Asian, like, wow, I'm wow. so glad I found you and we talk about stuff. Wow. Because there's common understanding that unless, uh, that, that if you are... Um, that if you are, um, if you're a Christian, mm-hmm. that somehow you are kind of a lesser Desi person because you've adopted the religion of the colonizer. Okay. But so the only way for you to be truly Indian is to either be a Hindu or a Muslim. But if you are, uh, mm-hmm. if you are a Christian, you know, Christian Sri Lankan, you're kind of somehow like you have you've sold your soul to the devil type of, there's a kind of mentality there. So with the TikTok, it's been, it's been interesting to see, to, to be able to help people reframe their, um, their identities or contextualize their identities. And most of the time this happens through like a DM on Instagram, they find mm-hmm. me there and we have a one-on-one conversation. I'm also just a couple of, week, couple of days ago, I'm, uh, I, I got into a conversation with the director for the InterVarsity for Southeast Asians. So the InterVarsity is basically like, the, uh, like a big uh, public campus organization that's been existing for um, for I think almost 100 years in America. Wow. And so there's a Southeast Asian chapter for it. And so this guy who's a director for it contacted me and said, hey, can, we, can you speak to like our, our groups of uh, our students? It's mm-hmm. so a non-denominational organization. Wow. I'm also working with um, uh, a, a chai brand right now, so doing influencer marketing for these guys. Two brothers from from for, for, from uh, the parents are from Bangladesh, but they're born, born and raised in New York, and so I'm helping them out with their content. Wow! So yeah, it's been so it's been interesting to see uh, the exposure and uh, how this has uh, created more opportunities for conversation.
0: Yeah, and like even though you said people want you to change your name to chai guy, when I've seen your culture about your culture, when I've seen your post, rather, about your culture, Sri Lanka and um, the Southeast Asian community, I'm like, this is his name, cross-cultural Christian, who happens to do chai, you know? Exactly, yep. So I'm like, it's very much on on brand in my eyes, at least, but, you know, I'm not the one trying to get you to, like, market (laughs) things, but to me, you're very consistent in who you project yourself to be and, you know, how you're received. So what has surprised you most throughout this whole journey?
1: I think it has to be the power of one minute.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: The, the things, I mean, just 60 seconds the, the amount of things that you can, that can help you do. It's, it's, a, it's a incredible. I, all it, this whole journey started with me just making a video for 60 seconds and then mm-hmm and posting it and it has opened so many doors uh, it has opened so much access to places and things that i could not have gone to if i was just a pastor and i'm not saying that i'm regretting my decision to be a pastor i love it i actually love it but to see how god has like expanded the territory it's based on 160 seconds at a time 60 seconds at a time yeah and um so yeah that's been the the most surprising thing about about the TikTok journey and to also uh also surprising to me as to how many people don't value their creativity enough to actually try. Just hmm. try posting stuff. Just put it out there. Just put it out there. You know, there's just a fear of failure. There's a fear, of, fear of uh, other people's perfe- uh, perception. There's a perfectionism thing going on, and all that stuff. You just imagine if people just posted. You know, most of the people on TikTok are consumers and not producers, and so what if everybody's every yeah so anyhow that's the thing that's been very surprising for me yeah power of 60 seconds
0: yeah that's really profound and what would you say you've learned about yourself throughout this whole journey
1: yeah i think it has to be that my story is not a liability but an asset Mm -hmm. including including the not so good parts of it you know Uh, as I when i came to the states about 10 years ago it was a very rough period because I was trying to fit in to existing structures and systems uh, in, in, in my, in my uh, school and my contexts. And I always felt left out. Um, Always, always felt like I didn't fit in because of either my accent or how I looked and all these different things. And so for the longest time I asked God, like, God, like, why didn't you, why, why wasn't I born here in America? Like, why am I not fitting Mm -hmm. in? Why don't I completely understand this person or that person? Why am I always uh, misunderstood? And, but God had to take me over on on this journey to remind me that that my story is is sacred, and it is beautiful, and that the uniqueness of my story is a, a such a, an asset, and and not and not a liability, not in the least. And to the extent that my story finds significance within a larger story, which is the gospel, is the extent to which my story can. Blessing to other people's stories. Wow, that's that's beautiful. Is there anything else you'd like to add? If there's one thing that this whole thing has taught me is to see people not as a sum of body parts or, or a string of sentences on a Facebook post, but as stories, you know, with stories with limbs. Uh, people have unique stories. They have perspectives that you have no idea about and that the things that we know about them are the things that they Want to share, and that's just only a little bit. So my my TikTok there, there's so many people who are following me, especially non Christians, agnostics, atheists, mm. uh, people who um, historically the the institutionalized church has marginalized or discriminated against. There's so many people who just come through and, and we have conversations. And so the more I talk with them, the more I realize, hey, you know what I i have to see you as a story because you you your perspectives are so unique and i can learn from that and so once we approach people once we approach and when we approach each other from that perspective we can be liberated from the tyranny tyranny of like wanting them to uh, believe what we believe or or like Thinking that oh we need just need to, to convert convert them and stuff like that. No, if if we really believe that God has given us the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is already uh, present in the world, then it means that it's He's already at work, even amongst people that we have already said you know I don't think those people are I don't think mm-hmm. those yeah, yeah I don't think the gospel is for them. Um. So yeah, if we. So yeah. Uh, People are, people are stories. People have unique perspectives. And if we but choose to focus on that, uh, we'll probably get a little ahead in our um, in conversation, in our discourse, especially right now. Amen. You know,
0: that's a perfect way to wrap up this awesome conversation. Kevin, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into this episode of News Points on the Air. News Points on the Air is produced, edited, and hosted by myself, Milan Medley. The executive producers are Dan Weber, Julio Munoz, and Kimberly Moran. And graphics are by Jonathan LaPointe. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share with your friends. Give us a five star rating, a glowing review, and don't forget to subscribe. And speaking of subscribe, be sure to subscribe to News Points, a weekly digital newsletter with news stories, special announcements, and ministry resources. Visit nadavenus.org and click on news. And if you have any questions or comments, send them in to ontheair at nadavenus.org. That's ontheair at nadavenus.org. That's it for now. We'll see you in two weeks.